Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Samantha, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but were you were you into sports in school? Uh, so I really wish I could say yes. Uh-huh. Because I enjoy sports. So once I get caught up in something, I really, really like it. So for a little while, I was really into football because I really liked college football. <laughs> and this was after I left college, which is funny. Mm-hmm. I really wish we had a soccer team. I would absolutely have tried to play that. I think I would have loved that, but we didn't have that available uh, in little LJ, Georgia. Yeah. So growing up, I really wasn't into that much of sports. I was more into, I did do some cheerleading. Yeah. Um, and I know everybody likes to debate about what that is, but I loved it. I love the dancing. I love the stunts. It was really fun. But yeah, outside of that, not really. I think I just got too winded. <laughs> when, <laughs> I was like, and I needed money, so oh, sure. my my path went down jobs rather than uh, extracurricular activities. What right, about you? Right, right, right. Yeah, I was really into sports. I was really into soccer and volleyball. I loved volleyball, but my school was also small, and they didn't have a team. But after I left the town I came from, Dahlonega, it's grown quite a bit, and now they have a volleyball team, and I'm really mad about that. But I mean, good right. for you. But <laughs> right, I, my school did too. Uh, of course, I think it was like ten years after, so right. it's not like immediately after. Right. But there was soccer because I think my niece was playing. I'm like, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> play that soccer. I really wish I could have. Yes. Yeah, me too. I have to say, like, I was kind of lightly into a lot of like I played a lot of basketball with my friends and um, swimming. I loved swimming. Of course, I didn't really have access to a pool because that was kind of a also came after I I left. But when I did, it's great. Yeah. But then, as I've discussed before, I did get really self-conscious about my body and I kind of dropped out of all of those things, which bothers me to this day. And then I was in marching band, which isn't a sport, but it was physical. It was was competitive. It was competitive. I had to go 25 yards with a broom between my legs while playing a clarinet in less than 10 moves. 
God. That's weird. It's, it was impossible. They had to change it because we kept falling over. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. I want to see the blooper reel on that one. I think it exists. And we got judged on a competition once. And I just remember the judge saying so dryly like, oh, there goes a clarinet down to the ground. <laughs> so you had a commentator? Yes. That's even better. <laughs> it was quite embarrassing. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. So today we wanted to talk about, and this is going to come back into play in this episode, I promise. We're going to talk about some laws around trans people that have been passed in the United States recently or laws that have been floated. Yeah, we wanted to discuss some of those. Disclaimer, the date is March 18th, 2021 as we record this and things do change very rapidly. Soon after taking the office, President Joe Biden released the Memorandum on Advancing the Human Rights of Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Queer, and Intersex Persons Around the World, calling on American agencies operating internationally to, quote, ensure that United States diplomacy and foreign assistance promote and protect the human rights of LGBTQI plus persons. Among other things, it decrees that these organizations should work to decriminalize the LGBTQI plus community in their respective countries, providing protection for LGBTQI plus refugees and asylum seekers, addressing human rights abuses, and joining forces with other international organizations that are similarly aligned. And this was after Obama did something similar in 2011. So here's a quote from the memorandum, quote, around the globe, including here at home, brave lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and intersex, or the LGBTQI plus activists are fighting for equal protection under the law, freedom from violence, and recognition of their fundamental human rights. The United States belongs at the forefront of this struggle, speaking out and standing strong for our most dearly held values. It shall be the policy of the United States to pursue an end to violence and discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, gender identity, or expression, or sex characteristics, and to lead by the power of our example in the cause of advancing the human rights of LGBTQI plus persons around the world. And Biden said of this, when we defend equal rights of the people the world over, of women and girls, of LGBTQ individuals, indigenous communities, and people with disabilities, the people of every ethnic background and religion, we also ensure that these rights are protected for our own children here in America. The memorandum gives 100 days for the administration to undo any directives or initiatives that conflict with it, specifically calling out the Trump era, stuff that came out of the Trump era. Biden's administration also aims to halt the HIV AIDS epidemic, tackle violence against trans women of color, ending exemptions to anti-discrimination laws against the LGBTQ plus community and combating homelessness amongst that community. This administration also repealed Trump's ban on transgender people serving in the military. And just FYI, data suggests almost 9,000 trans people served in the military in 2019. And Biden signed an executive order that cited Bostock versus Clayton County, Georgia to direct federal agencies to adhere to that ruling that found that discrimination in the workplace based on sexual orientation or gender identity violated Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So to address violence targeted towards the trans community, Biden passed an executive order called Preventing and Combating Discrimination on the Basis of Gender Identity or Sexual Orientation. It decreed that gyms, health centers, and shelters should not discriminate against women. As you might imagine, there was an unfortunate immediate backlash to all of this and is a continued debate as we see. On Biden's very first day in office, the hashtag Biden erased women trended on Twitter. This was largely based on the misguided and transphobic idea that doing away with Trump's definition of 
quote, biological women would really mess up the fairness of sports. Yes. And meanwhile, conservatives all over the United States have introduced, and in some cases passed, anti-trans legislation, particularly in the world of sports. In Montana, for instance, lawmakers proposed banning transgender girls from participating in competitive sports. Tennessee Representative Bruce Griffey said when arguing for such a bill, what if one of the boys is not doing well, so he pretends to be transgender to win? I'm protecting a discriminated class. That's girls and women in sports. And there was the Save Women's Sports Act in South Carolina. North Dakota House passed a ban on transgender students from joining teams that match their gender identity, as well as withholding funds from events that do allow trans athletes to play on teams aligned with their gender identity. Right. And also there's something going around in Georgia, which I just don't even want to mention our name. Uh, Green was trying to pass about actually giving exams. Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Gender exams. And it's just an absurd. And that has not passed, obviously. That's just being floated around. But the way people are kind of backing her up, and when I say people, I mean her supporters. Right. It's really sickening. And just to be clear, there is no research to back this assertion up. None. And in fact, what research that has been done on young trans athletes found that they face extremely difficult obstacles they face, gender dysphoria, trauma, and discrimination, to name a few. And we already know the amount of hate crimes and the amount of just bullying Mm -hmm. for any LGBTQI plus is absurd, and especially those in the transgender community. So this is is kind of that same argument about the ban on the bathrooms. Yeah. What? (laughs) Anyway. And according to the author of Whipping Girl, a transsexual woman on sexism and the scapegoating of femininity, Julia Serrano, quote, there's a certain amount of societal respect for wanting to be a man. People are a lot more disturbed, concerned by feminine boys than they are by masculine girls. And um, Idaho became the first state to institute, quote, sex examinations as a prerequisite before playing sports. And a federal judge allowed for a preliminary injunction saying, quote, the state has not identified a legitimate interest served by the act other than an invalid interest of excluding transgender women and girls from women's sports entirely, regardless of their physiological characteristics, calling the examinations, quote, humiliating. Then you've got South Dakota Representative Fred Deutsch, who last year attempted to criminalize surgery and hormone blockers related to trans people. After hundreds protested, it failed. But he wasn't done proposing a bill that would prevent people from changing the sex on their birth certificates, barring clerical error. Mm. There's also Alabama's Vulnerable Child Compassion and Protection Act proposing felony charges for healthcare workers who offered prescriptions or surgeries that, quote, intended to alter the appearance of a minor's gender or delay puberty with certain exceptions. Uh, and labeling these procedures and medications dangerous and uncontrolled human medical experimentation. According to the ACLU, 2020 was a record year in terms of anti-trans bills. And after Biden reinstated protection for trans folks, over a dozen states challenged said protections. 44 trans people were killed in 2020, the highest on record, many of them black and brown women. So yeah, there is so much work to do and this is just the beginning and there are a lot of things happening right now and and things that are, conversations that are being had and the Biden administration has taken some good steps, but there's, yeah, always more to be done. And uh would love to to keep this conversation going and and let any listeners let us know if there are pieces of this conversation, especially around the world, that we can touch on. And did want to right. say uh, congrats to Elliot Page on becoming the first trans man to appear on the cover of Time magazine. Right. And it was such a really inspiring article. Also, we're still watching and seeing what's happening with Dr. Rachel Levine, who uh, may be one of the first transgender cabinet level appointee. Yeah. 
So we'll definitely be watching that as well. Yes. Yes, we will. So let us know if there's anything else we should be keeping an eye on, listeners. We're counting on you. Yes. You can email us at stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Steph Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.